Today's episode is brought to you by my new book, Millennial vs. Machine, how I got someone else to pay off my student loan debt and how you can do the same. For more information, visit CourtneyMKing.com slash podcast. Millennial versus Machine, how I got someone else to pay off my student loan debt and how you can do the same thing. Let's jump right into today's conversation. This is Courtney again. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Millennial versus Machine. And I want to start today's episode off a little bit differently. I want to start off by reading an Amazon review of my book, Millennial versus machine. So um, Stella Carrier wrote this wonderful review. Shout out to Stella if she's listening. Um, this is what she wrote. It is my intent that by May 2020 and or sooner that I wisely utilize some of the money and time resources that I have for my current job and encouraging support from my amazing husband that I now that I know am lucky slash blessed to have to carefully do more further research on some of the ideas referenced in this Kindle book, Millennial versus Machine, How I Got Someone Else to Pay Off My Student Loan Debt and How You Can Do the Same by Courtney M. King. I felt heartened and encouraged that the author took a non-judgmental and informative approach to some of the options to research and or look into for anyone who wants to look at unconventional ideas for tackling their student loan situation. Some of the information slash ideas, including the career path and journey the author took after starting as a project assistant, paralegal, and bilingual elementary school teacher, how spending time with her dad during this career journey indirectly influenced her, why she had to make the difficult decision to relocate from California to do this, and more. The only caveat is that the ideas she shared are more easy to enjoy with an open mind because she definitely courageously stepped well outside of her comfort zone to do so. Though, to be fair, she generously shares what it took for her to achieve her success story with repaying her student loans very quickly. Thank you so much to Stella for taking the time to write this review, guys. I totally appreciate all of the support for both this podcast and the book. Um, So keep the reviews coming. The book's available on Amazon and there are links to the Amazon shop um, if you go to CourtneyMKing.com and I've put that link in the show notes as well. So um, every week I'm going to start reviewing, excuse me, reading these reviews of the book and the podcast. And guys, um, this podcast is just another way where we can take the conversation a little bit deeper. So last week I had um, another guest on the show, my dear friend and client, Michelle Martin, who is also a real estate investor. Um, Although she's not a millennial, I have worked with her for many years and I just wanted to drive the point home of the importance of building a team and kind of start the whole conversation about who you really need on the team um, with her story and her journey. So Um, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Today, let's talk more about the team. 
we're going to take a look at each key member that you should have as you try to do what I teach in the book in terms of getting someone else to pay off your student loan debt. And these five people um, are essential to a whole team. Now, whether or not you are like brand new to this whole idea of investing in real estate or seasoned, I feel like I'm, I'm going to break some things down for you um, to consider as you build your team. So let's jump right in. So the first person that or key component of your team that I'm going to highlight is your broker or your agent. Okay. Um, I'm going to take a small step back here and tell you why there is a differentiator between a broker and agent. Okay. A lot of people think, oh, everybody's a realtor. Um, and technically brokers are realtors, but we carry, um, a little bit more responsibility. So I am the broker for King Realty and Management. Now King Realty is a broker, but every broker needs um, an individual broker that the corporate broker can be under, right? So um, I say broker slash agent is going to be the first person on your team um, because this is primarily where people start. Um, so as a broker, we sponsor agents. Okay. Brokers oftentimes have a lot more experience in terms of real estate sales, um, locating different opportunities for you. Um, they are often more, oftentimes more experienced than agents, but I'm sure there's some seasoned agents out there that just for whatever reason decided not to become a broker. And that's cool too. Um, not every agent that you deal with is a broker. So, um, I just want to make that kind of distinguishing, uh, comment about it. Right. Um, either way you want to have this real estate professional, um, on your team. And here's why they are the primary source of where you're going to find these different opportunities. Okay. There are other sources like wholesalers, and that's a conversation for a totally different episode. Um, and, and you'll know why when <laughs> I do that episode, but especially if you're starting out this journey of investing in real estate, um, getting with a professional broker agent to locate these opportunities for you is, is important. Okay. They are going to have the market information that you need to make the most wise decision. Okay. So as a broker for my clients, I am not only sending them prospective properties, whether that be single family homes, townhomes, condos, multifamily like duplex, triplex, even small apartment complexes. I've got a client right now who we're running numbers and preparing to pursue some opportunities um, on a nine unit apartment complex. So I'm able to, and, and your agent or broker is able to provide these different perspective investment opportunities for you, but, or, and I guess I should say it, I not only do this, but I also provide actual market data. Okay. And this is important because 
Texas in particular is a non-disclosure state, which means people that purchase properties don't ever have to legally disclose what they paid for the property. Why is that particularly important? It is important because if you go to places like Zillow um, or other websites that provide kind of estimate market value, they're pulling from a lot of public records. Those public records may not, well, in Texas, they're not necessarily going to disclose exactly how much they paid for. So they could just be going, these estimates could be produced by um, algorithms that the website uses to put together these estimates, right? So having a broker or an agent that is able to pull actual data from the multiple listing service, also known as the MLS, is very important. That data is what appraisers use to determine the actual value of a property. Um, and so this is like, the good stuff, right? Nobody's going just based on these little zestimates or what have you, but they're actually going on true market data. And so that's what I do. And that's what your agent should do once you connect with the right agent. And we're going to talk about that here in a sec, but they provide the opportunities and they provide the market data, which is really important. Okay. They also negotiate on your behalf. So guys, especially when you're dealing with, let's say a seasoned investor or seasoned agent that knows the ins and outs of the game, you also need to have a person on your side that is, is, is fighting for you, right? That's presenting all of the information to you in a way that you can digest it and that you're well-informed, but they're also negotiating on your behalf very strategically. And, um, that actually gives me an idea for another podcast episode. <laughs> so that's your broker or agent. Um, there was one other thing that I was thinking about as I was speaking They're They're just going to be a major go-to. Oh, this is important because I know you're thinking, okay, how much is this going to cost me guys? When you are a home buyer, the services of brokers and agents are free to you. <laughs> so anybody that says, oh no, I don't want an agent because I don't, they're not going to get me the best deal. Mm, that's not accurate <laughs> because you don't pay the agent guys. Brokers and agents that represent buyers are nine times out of 10 paid by the person selling the property. So, um, make sure that you're properly represented, you know, make sure you have this person on your team, um, that you can bounce ideas off of, um, that's going to be able to lead you in the right direction. Okay. So that's the broker or agent that is number one on the team. Okay. And I put them as number one on the team because they're going to lead you oftentimes into the best direction for the other people on the team. So let's talk about the second key member of your team, and that is your lender. So most of you listening to this podcast are going to finance the purchase of your first investment property. And so the lender is very, very important. And just like agents and brokers, there are so many lenders out there. Okay. 
And, um, and I'm going to talk to you at the very end about how to choose these, each of these individual, uh, members of your team. So just hang tight with me cause we're going to get there, but the lender is going to be key for you to getting the best lending terms. You know, what interest rate are they able to give you? What documents do they need from you, right? What loan terms, you know, do they offer 15-year loans, 30-year mortgages? Um, There's just so many different options that you have from a lending perspective. And so it's really important that you get a lender on your team that you trust um, and just working synergistically with all of these team members, your agent or broker will be able to refer you to a lender or multiple lenders. Guys, I've worked with so many lenders over the last 10 years in my career um, in real estate. And I have certain go-to members that I've used personally and that a lot of my clients have used. Um, And then on the flip side, when I've represented sellers and I've had to deal with the buyer's lender on the other side, I've been able to make some really great connections with the buyer's lender in those cases. Okay. So your agent or broker is going to have an awesome, you know, handful of referrals, if not maybe a top two or three to give you so that you are taken care of. And beyond just the importance of loan terms, interest rate, and all of that good stuff, guys, the promptness of their communication and the way they communicate is just as important as the loan terms that they offer. So make sure you're paying attention to that. And I'd say the communication with the broker um, and the lender are so important. So as you're choosing different members of your team, pay attention to how quickly are they responding to you? What do their responses look like? Are they one answer responses? Are they quickly glancing at your emails or, you know, and not really, um, answering the questions that you pose? All of that is just as important, um, as, as the loan terms. And especially if you're dealing with a mortgage broker that shops the loans around to different potential lenders, um, look at their fee sheets. That's something that they're going to be able to give you even before they run your credit, right? So um, you can ask for a fee sheet and you can compare the fees. Um, What fees am I talking about? I'm talking about loan origination fees. Um, There's appraisal fees. Um, There's rate lock fees. Um, Those type of fees are some things that you can actually compare even before you apply for pre-approval, okay? So that's the second person um, that you're going to want to connect with and and build a team. And, And guys, don't rush this process. Like, it's it's going to make your life easier. It's going to make your overall journey as you dive into investing in real estate a hell of a lot more fun and smooth when you take your time to do your due diligence, okay? And um, I'm going to say this now and I'm going to say this towards the end. Make sure you're looking at their reviews, guys. Google reviews are important. Um, I take my reviews, um, for King Realty, my reviews for the book, 
like the one that I read to you very, very, very seriously. So um, I have most, if not all of my clients complete reviews for me specifically so that perspective clients, maybe that's you, or maybe that's other people that are looking for a broker or an agent or a property manager that they can look like these are real testimonials from my clients that I have worked with for many years or even a short period of time. So make sure you're looking at the Google reviews with, as you select anybody on your team, but particularly your lender and your agent. The third person, the third component of your team is going to be your property manager. And I know you're like, wait a minute, isn't the broker the property manager? Not in all cases. So in the case of King Realty, a large component of our business is property management. However, not all brokers actually do property management. Um, for you know various reasons but so just because you select a broker it doesn't mean that they're going to have a property management company however um, they may have a good property manager referral to give you okay but a property manager is going to take care of the day-to-day -day stuff for your property they're going to take care of applicant screening they're going to take care of marketing your property, pictures, making sure it's in compliance with all state and federal and um, local laws, right? They're going to handle the day-to-day -day rent collection. They're going to handle all of the um, record keeping. Guys, I'm probably going to have to do a whole separate um episode about property management because there's just so much there um, that you need to know, especially how to select a property manager. So hang tight with that because that'll be coming up in um, next episodes. But they're going to handle all the day-to-day. -day. Um, and for those of you out there that are considering self-managing the property, that's cool too. There's nothing wrong with self-managing, but I still think it would be wise for you to have a go-to property manager in your back pocket because they may be able to ask, excuse me, answer any questions that you may have even on your journey of self-management. There are so many little intricacies that um, exist in property management. And guys, the liability when you are a landlord is, is kind of high than if you're just renting an apartment by yourself and you're not a landlord, right? So having a property manager that knows all of the laws and stays up to date on those are, is very important to minimize any of your exposure to liability. Um, just to give you an example, you're like, wait, what liability? Um, let's say a tenant slips and falls at your property. How do you handle it, right? What did you do to minimize any of your exposure to this liability? That's a real thing, guys. There are the people out there that are, you know, scammers and stuff like that. And it happens. I've read articles on it. Um, I've actually had some clients experience something like that where um, the case ended up getting dismissed, but um, a, a tenant tried to, to pull something like that. So um, the property manager is... A key component and if you haven't listened to the last episode which was episode nine with Michelle Martin she stresses that and I've been her property manager for many many years and so um, 
I mean, you can reach out to her. Her contact information is in the show notes, but she can vouch for how important a property manager is. And especially if you are investing in a market that is outside of where you live, um, having those boots on the ground is super important. I can't stress that enough. And I'm telling you guys, it's not just because I'm a property manager. Um, all of the rental properties that I own, my company manages it. So my team handles all of that. And, um, I do that just for my own sanity. (laughs) Um, and because at the end of the day, it is a tax write-off, um, any fees that you pay for a property manager. So I'm like, Hey, why not? And especially because I've got my hand in a lot of different things. So from a peace of mind perspective, from a time perspective, um, time is valuable and that property management will, property manager will save you time, um, in the long run as well as money. So that's the third person. The fourth person, and this isn't necessarily in a particular order because the, the, the next person that I'm going to talk about is as valuable as the last person of your team. But the fourth, fourth person that I'm going to talk to you about is your CPA, Or if you don't have a CPA, some um, financial advisor. I've got in two more episodes, episode 12 that's coming up in a few weeks, I've got a financial planner um, on the, uh, coming up on the podcast. And then the next episode, I actually have a CPA, Barbara Thompson. She's going to be on the podcast. But I can't stress this enough, guys, because investing in real estate you just don't do it without considering all facets of your life and your financial, um, history as well as your, your current financial situation. So the CPA is going to have a lot of information that you need to know in terms of how do you take full advantage within the law, um, of, of the benefits of this rental property, right? So they are not only going to look at the investment as it is, but they're going to look at how does this play a role into your entire financial well-being. Um, additionally, for some of you guys, it may be worthwhile to wait till a certain time period to invest in real estate because timing, the timing of investing in real estate Um, from a tax perspective is just as important as the investment. I was actually talking to a client a couple of days ago, as a matter of fact, who we are going to sell one of his investment properties, um, but he actually has to wait until 2021 to sell it, particularly because the property was considered a second home instead of investment property, and that's taxed differently. So he said, you know what? For 2019 taxes, I'm going to wait to convert, excuse me, I'm going to convert this for 2019 taxes into an investment property. And I'm going to do that so that I won't have to pay capital gains when I sell the property um, next year. And then when I sell the property, I'm going to roll it into a 1031 exchange. I know I'm speaking another language to some of you guys right now. And and when I roll it into a 1031 exchange, it's going to end up saving me 4 million in tax or excuse me, 400,000 in taxes for this particular client of mine. So that's what I mean by timing. A CPA is going to 
be a resource for you to determine what is the best timing. You know, oftentimes, <laughs> me included, I've specifically purchased rental properties at the end of the year when I realized, oh my gosh, I need another write-off. So that's where having a conversation um, with a CPA is super important. And when we have Barbara on next week, we're going to have a pretty high level conversation about um, the tax benefits of an investment property. And who knows if you want to use her as your CPA, I'm going to give you all of her contact information because she has a lot of experience um, as an entrepreneur, but also has helped quite a few real estate investors over the years make sure that from a tax perspective, they are in good shape. So the last member of your team that I'm going to highlight and the, and I'd say these are the most important members of your team. There are some one-off, you know, individuals or, or entities that you also may have on your team, but this is the core team. Like this is your inner circle, right? But the last one, the fifth one that I'm going to highlight is a contractor. Okay. Now I highlight the contractor in particular uh, for those of you that are self-managing, okay? And I'll tell you why. If you're self-managing your property, you got to make sure that you are selecting the right contractors that number one, will do the proper repairs, but number two, they are also going to do the repairs um, in a quality manner, okay? So, um, if you are not self-managing and you have a property manager, I'm a hundred percent sure that your property manager is going to have very reputable contractors that they can refer you to. And what I do with my clients when I'm managing a property is I coordinate all of that. You know, my team coordinates all the contractors, all of the bids, all of that. And I present it to my client to say, Hey, this is what the bid came in at, right? Sometimes I have to get multiple bids for the same item, but that's something that your property manager will do. That's something that I do. Um, so that, uh, you know, you have a, a, a comparison, right? You have a couple of different options when it comes to a contractor. So, um, that's going to be the last team member. Now, guys, this is one of those things. I'm actually going to do a Facebook Live uh, for my Management Monday series on my King Realty Facebook page. If you want to check it out, you go to facebook.com slash Texas, all spelled out. I've got it in the show notes, but today I'm going to be doing a Management Monday video where I talk about how to locate a contractor and also, um, how you select one, right? So it's one thing to find one, but then how do you screen a contractor to make sure? So that's going to be on, um, a management Monday series today and the recording today, today's what March 3rd, excuse me, March 2nd. So, um, yeah, make sure you like us on Facebook and you can, uh, take a look at that. I'm, I probably will do another episode on, on that, especially if you're self-managing, but contractors and the price that they charge can make or break your investment. So just like I said, you know, property manager can make or break your investment, you know, 
if a property manager is not selecting or screening the tenants properly, properly, I mean, that could be a whole mess in and of itself, but also contractors, if you're overpaying, you know, for work, uh, for whatever reason, if you have an unscrupulous contractor that is not necessarily, um, honest, you know, it could end up costing you a ton of money guys. Um, I've actually had to clean up some things where, you know, one of my clients said, Oh yeah, I don't really want to go with your contractor. I want to go with this contractor. Well, that's totally fine. You know, and if you're working with a property manager at the end of the day, you get to choose who you want to do work on your house. But in, in, I've had countless, um, experiences or, and I have countless examples for you where, um, the homeowner selected the contractor three weeks go by and let's say very minimal progress has, has taken place. Or let's say, and this actually happened, they pay the contractor and the contractor never finishes guys. That's a problem. You know, um, sidebar, if you are self-managing and you are hiring a contractor to do work, you do not pay the full amount up front. Let me repeat myself. If you are self-managing and you have a contractor, you do not pay the full price of the bid up front. You likely will have to pay half for them to get started. That half usually covers their labor and some of the materials. And then you pay once you've inspected and verified that the work was completed, but you don't pay all up front. That is a freebie for you. That will probably be on another episode too, once we dive deeper in selecting a contractor. So those are the five key members of your team. Um, let me recap. First one is your broker or agent. The second one is your lender. The third one is your property manager. If you decide to select a manager, the fourth one is going to be your CPA financial planner or financial advisor. The fifth one is going to be a general contractor. Um, or you could even have, you know, a handful of different contractors depending on the trades like plumbers and, um, you have your kind of standard handyman, electrician, those kinds of things. So those are the five key people that you should have in your inner circle as you decide to move forward with purchasing an investment property. So let's briefly talk about how to choose these members of your team. And guys, I'm going to start off and, and I'm grouping the how to uh, together for all of these people, but I'm going to start off with character, seeing their character how they do business, how they may talk about other clients that they've worked with, how they talk about their jobs, how they talk, talk about the wins and the losses. Um, because we can learn just as much, at, uh, from their losses as their wins, you know, their character is important are, you know, how do they compare with the competition? For example, especially with property management, you know, how do their fees compare, but also how do their reviews compare? Because guys, the reviews say a lot about character. Okay. Character is super, super important. Um, their integrity is important when they say that, Hey, I will email you or I'll do this. 
um, at a certain time, do they follow through with it? All of these small things or these things that appear to be small, they add up and they really show what kind of business they really are. And that's important. You know, I've actually had to, um, just to make things right, you know, eat some of the, the costs that really the client should have paid for, but just to do the right thing, just to make sure that they don't leave doing business with me in a, um, with a bad taste in their mouth, you know? So the character is number one. Um, you can find all of these people using an internet search. Um, but better than an internet search, especially if you are investing in markets outside of Texas, um, ask people that, you know, word of mouth is super important, right? And, um, by talking to people that have already done business with the people that you're considering, that is important. Now, let's say you do, um, a Google search, or let's say you go on bigger pockets and you get referrals that way, right? Um, always ask for client referrals, you know, especially, um, on the property management side of my business, when I am discussing possibly becoming the property manager for a client, um, I oftentimes ask them, do you want two or three of my current clients? Um, do you want their contact information to speak with them about our services and about their overall experience? That's important, you know, and, and transparency. Um, I, I, pretty transparent with you guys on the podcast, pretty transparent with in the book. Um, transparency is also something that I maintain, um, throughout my business. So looking at how transparent, um, these particular potential members of your team are is, is pretty important. So I would say that that is a good start as a whole. Um, in the upcoming episodes, I'm going to, um, have different members, um, of my team come onto the podcast and talk more with you about what they do, how they can help and give you some insight on how to properly, um, select those members of your team. So, um, I hope this was helpful. If you have any questions, make sure you go to Courtney M King slash podcast you could submit topic ideas. You can submit questions. You can also submit reviews that way. Um, I would love to hear from you guys, especially, you know, if any of you guys have started, um, the process of locating a team, I would love to hear from you. Also, don't forget we have a Facebook community. So if you go to facebook.com slash groups slash millennial VS machine, I've tagged it in the show notes you can join our private Facebook community where I not only share um, different members' contact information, uh, members of my team, but you guys can interact with other people that are preparing or actually doing everything that I teach in the book. So again, um, make sure you visit CourtneyMKing.com uh, for more information about the book, um, our social media. We're at King Realty Texas on Instagram. 
We're also at King, excuse me, we're also on Instagram at Millennial VS Machine. So um, on Millennial versus Machine Instagram, it's all things books, student loan, but at King Realty TX on, excuse me, King Realty Texas on Instagram, we're talking all about everything real estate, right? So if you are entertaining the idea of investing in real estate in Texas, whether that be Dallas or Houston, um, even Austin, San Antonio, I do have the connects for you in terms of property managers, brokers, um, contractors, lenders, all of that. I've got you covered. Okay. Um, last but not least, make sure that you rate review and subscribe to the podcast. If you have, if you know anybody that is considering diving into real estate, um, investing in particular, definitely share the podcast with them. Um, we're on all of the major platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify, and more. So if you go to CourtneyMKing.com slash podcast, that, um, will, will be where all the links are to every pod, every podcast platform that we're on. Um, and if you are ready to get started, guys, it's never too late. Go to CourtneyMKing.com slash start. I've given you a lot of um, links, a lot of information. So make sure you look at the show notes. So I hope you guys have a great rest of the day. I will talk to you next week with my friend, um, Barbara Thompson, who is a CPA. Can't wait for her, um, to share all of her gems with you guys as you guys get started and building your team. Enjoy the rest of your day. I'll talk to you later. Well, thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you want to continue the conversation, be sure to visit CourtneyMKing.com slash community. And oh, by the way, please subscribe, share, rate, and review this podcast. I would greatly appreciate it. And so would your peeps who are looking to get out of student loan debt. Until next time.